Hey, welcome to Pints and Polishing Podcast. What can I get for you? Uh, what do you got on draft? I've got just the thing for you. Grab a pint and enjoy. All right, we are here at Growler USA with Mason. Good to see you, Mason. Good to see you, too. Oh, uh, we got to do cheers. the official cheers with official cheers, There you yeah. go. All right, so Mason and I ran into each other the other day uh, in line at a taco truck. Azteca Taqueria. Mm-hmm. Best tacos in town, just about. Man, really are. Yeah, What'd you I get? I usually get the carne asada. Okay, they, asada. The, they got the, all the heads, so you can get the cheek. The, mm, that's what I get. It's good Their stuff. Their beef cheek there is it's very good. good. No, it is. It is. Super juicy, uh, really incredible. I was there babysitting my nephew. That's my nephew. And surprisingly, he looks so much alike. Like, mm-hmm. looks a lot like us. We have a family trait, I guess. Uh, but uh, introduced him to beef cheek and to some uh, uh, pastor. Pastor is okay. always my favorite. I love that spiciness to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he got stuck. All he wanted was a, a bean and rice burrito. Someday. He's ten. You know. What, what can you expect? <laughs> But so we ran into each other and was like, hey man, we got to get back in and do uh, another Sunday beer talk because we, uh, I went out of town, um, had a couple things, I apologize. We were going to do an Oktoberfest mm-hmm. and something to do, you know, with, if you're watching football or just out enjoying a fall, uh, fall day. And so we wanted to come in and do a, instead of doing each of those, we're like, hey, let's just do a fall podcast revolving around a couple different beers that somebody might drink uh, in the fall. What's your, you, you like fall? How do you, what's your, what's your No, favorite? I love fall, yeah, yeah. My birthday's what's your favorite week, season? So, uh, yeah. That's fall and spring. Yeah, fall and spring? Yeah. Not summer. Definitely not summer. Not in Oklahoma. Man, I love summer. Now in Oregon, I like, I like I summer I can see that. I can see that. Did you, you, you spend time in Oregon? That's right, from Oregon. Okay. Yeah. And did I hear you sneak in a, a birthday next week? I got a birthday next week. Yeah. Nice, happy October. birthday! Yeah, thirty-three. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. That's what I tell everyone. Yeah, yeah. thirty-three going on uh, thirty-four. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. going on fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I actually surprisingly love summer. I love the heat. I love the sweat. Like. And it's also our busy season as detailers or as, you know, distributors, anybody in the car cleaning world, so to speak, um, and especially through the Midwest or in the South, we definitely have seasons. Uh, But as you go in different parts of the country, you know, California, their season is 360 days out of the year. They they don't ever stop. Uh, It's funny, we have a distributor in Florida, and when we were down training them this, this summer, it was actually their slow season. They said because in the in the winter, everybody from up north comes down, and so that's their busy season is the winter. Here, it, it goes dead for a little bit. Like it can be, winters here can be tough for detailers. I bet. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I, you know, and as a mobile detailer, you you can't always get out. Uh, I remember so many times uh, it was so cold that you know 1 2 o'clock in the afternoon was the first moment I could start cleaning cars, and then I had about a three or four hour window before you got shut off again because it just got too cold, uh, and you know the water would freeze on the car, or you know you would you could actually it's start scratching. Yeah. yeah, like you yeah. just you, you couldn't do it, and so if you only have three hours, four hours out of the day to make some money, it. It gets pretty tough in the, in the winter, yeah. So summertime, you make hay. But what I love about fall, 
is the starts to slow down. Like, at least there's a little moment where you're not frantic about being dead, but you're not in the craziness of, you know, of summertime. So it's, it's sort of that in between. Most detailers will stay busy right now, but not like crazy busy. And um, and then it's just beautiful weather. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right now, what is it? 70, 72. 70, 70. I just got off a golf course. Now it's yeah, you day. did, didn't you? Yeah. With your son. Yeah. Where'd you play? Uh, we were at Stone Creek, Page Belcher. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sucked it up. It's just good. right over here. Just how'd right you, over here. How'd you do? Not well. Not well. <laughs> <laughs> how, how You play on a regular basis? I play, right? yeah, at least two or three times a month, usually. Yeah. I'm not getting any better, though. So what I mean? What do you shoot? What's in the nineties. That's yeah. If I hit ninety, I'm happy. Like anywhere in the nineties, I'm happy. I don't want to be lower than a hundred, and that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I want I, I want to be in the eighties, but it, it just I'm too old. People, thirty four is old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of you know you're bad. Like for me, as I've gotten older, like the the swing changes. Like now, I start understanding why. You know, you always see the old guys, and they're just like little quarter half swings, yeah. and they just kind of like throw it down the middle of the fairway. And yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to realize why. Like, yeah, no. your back just starts tightening. At least mine. Mine. Oh yeah, I've got yeah. knee braces on. I don't yeah. take so much Advil. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> CBD oil. Can you know, by, so, much. Yeah. so so I have I have a massage oil that I like. That's mm. that's CBD. Yeah, yeah. It, it just loosens everything so much. Yeah. I've been doing some work for American Shaman CBD Company. And, it's a water-soluble stuff. It's mm-hmm. legit. Uh, the stuff is really good. It works. It's yeah. over off Memorial, right? Yeah, 111th Memorial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I think, was it a couple days? September 1 is when, is that when everything goes full legal? November 1. Well, oh, uh, November. I'm November, sorry, yeah, not no, September. No, no, yeah, yeah, November for, 1. Yeah, for Oklahoma. Yeah. For medical stuff, yeah. Which, yeah, that should be interesting. Yeah, it should be interesting, yeah. Yeah. We haven't been able to keep track of the beer and stuff yet. So. <laughs> Boy, yeah, what a, what a great fall for us, right? We get back, we get now high point beer. I've get, I we're able to go into a liquor store and get cold beer. Like everybody else is like, they've done that for their whole life. For us, we're just now getting cold beer. Um, you can go to a gas station or Walmart or any of those and get stuff. Yeah. Like, and now we got medical. Like, hey, cheers to Oklahoma. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> it's a good fall for us. Yeah. All right, so we wanted to talk about some uh, some beers that would be good for enjoying the fall weather. So, what's our first what's our first one? I mean, the first one's uh, the Oktoberfest, which is which is almost that is no tour. Like everybody, when it gets fall, that's what they expect. We yeah. expect Oktoberfest, yeah. and it's a it's a style that uh, it came out of, of course, Germany, uh, Munich specifically. Uh, I think 1810, when King Ludwig got married uh, to his wife, was the first year that this style appeared in honor of his wedding. Oh, nice! Uh, and it, it's traditionally called a, a Marzen or a Mirzen, uh, and the beer is brewed in March, and because it's a lager. It was the last time they could brew a lager when the summer heat came around because a lager requires lower fermentation temperatures. Okay. So it was the last March lager that they could brew. And so then uh, they would typically finish off in the rest of it in uh, September, October. And so they brewed that beer uh, for King Ludwig's wedding. And then they began to you know, mess with the style. Several different breweries did. Franz's Connor, also Schwatten. Uh, but, but, so, but Munich breweries. I mean, if it's a traditional Oktoberfest, it's a mu- one of the Munich breweries. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's a it's copper color. It, it's a lager as opposed to an ale, which means it's a bottom fermenting yeast, which needs cooler temperatures. A slight caramel uh, taste. Slight caramel. Uh, yeah, you taste the caramel. Slight, yeah, but, but, but it's not cloyingly sweet. 
usually five and a half, six and a half percent alcohol. It's a I mean, it's, a, it's one of those beers that, uh, that goes down easy, you can drink all day. And, uh, but, you know, the main, the, the number one um, October best beer is definitely Sam Adams, right? As far well, as sales. In as the United, as mo- yeah, in the United as, States. Most people yeah. down here for us, people yeah. would associate Sam, Sam Adams. Sam Adams, October yeah, true, yeah, without a doubt. But locally, I mean, you know, the Raw and Sons out of Fort Worth is really good. Coop had a tremendous Oktoberfest. Of course, uh, yeah, uh, Marshalls uh, did one. They traditionally do one as well. And if you went to the Tulsa Oktoberfest, I mean, there were quite a number of local breweries who had offerings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and what um, what's different? Why? What makes it Oktoberfest? Besides, what, you know, the, the, the what you just talked about. Like, what specifically should we look for? What you look for? I mean, I mean, obviously the copper color. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a lager, so it's going to finish clean and crisp. Uh, with a slight uh, caramel uh, malt background. The, when we say it, um, Oktoberfest, what spice is used? Oh, there's not a spice. They don't use spice. No spice at no, all. No, it's a, they, uh, a lot of mel- melanoidin uh, malts, which give it a malty flavor. And then uh, and then uh, the yeast, that it, it should be crisp, and, and, the, and the malts produce that slight caramel sweetness. But there, 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 there will be, there will be no, no additives. Of course, remember, it's a German beer, so you can only... <laughs> by, yeah, by German law, you can only have the water, the malt, the malt, the barley, uh, hops, uh, and yeast. Those four ingredients. Rheinhetzgebot uh, law is the only four you can have. Oh. So you cannot be a, a traditional German beer using anything more than those four ingredients. And that was a law of the... Uh, so some of them have more flavor. Well, is that fast, just going to be? Well, it would depend on how, how much uh, depend on their malt background. Okay. Because the yeasts and the noble hops that they use are, are fairly similar. It, it would be a, it would be the yeast strain that they would use, uh, and maybe a slight variation in the malt. But uh, and waters. I mean, it's, again, traditionally it's all Munich based. So <laughs> the water depend on what filtration they use. Water is going to be very similar as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, if you drink an Einger and a Barsteiner or a Spaten or a Polliner or a Hofbrauhaus, if you drink any of those Munich-style uh, Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. you could probably line them up. And be, I mean, they're so close. Inside. Are they? They're very close. Hard inside. to tell a difference. Hard. To, and, and, and a lot of in, in German beers, I mean, they're known for consistency. And they're also known for sticking very close to a style. And Oktoberfest is just like that. Yeah. You drink a lager, you drink a, a, a wheat beer, you drink whatever else. They're, they're going to stick close within the style because. That's German style brewing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so but it's very easy drinking, isn't it? I mean, oh man, yeah, it's a you great can just yeah. yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, this is definitely a campfire night. And Raw and uh, Sons, they do they do their German style beer as well. This this is a great beer. They did a good job. Of it. You know, or tailgating. Mm-hmm. I can see this would be a great you know great beer for tailgating. It's a really good beer. Yeah. Right. Let's. Okay, next one we got is the Shipyard Pumpkinhead. The Shipyard's out of Maine, the brewery is, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, this is a Pumpkinhead. It's a, it's a fall-style beer, so it'll have notes of pumpkin and allspice. Uh, and this is very, this is very common for American-style brewers to do uh, spiced beers around Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So they'll spice their beers up with an allspice, with nutmeg, with vanilla, with cinnamon, yep. with pumpkin, with with different things in order to create yep. a, a festive style of mm-hmm. beer. It's it's literally it's it's my second favorite beer. Is it? Yeah. Yep. Hefeweizen's my first. Okay. And then uh, pumpkin pumpkin ale is my second. And so we actually in my little homebrew little thing we do, I brew a um, a pumpkin. 
And uh, so yeah, all those spices get thrown in. I put the extra vanilla because I like that flavor. And then they call for just a a can of of pumpkin puree. Yeah, Yeah. and I do too because I like that extra flavor. Sure. Uh, And it's always hard when you're when you're home brewing to. Yeah, to gauge how much of that pumpkin puree or what, what it's going to add or what it's going to bring to the, your beer. Cheers. You smell the spices and the vanilla. Mm-hmm. But where I was going to go is I have tried, I've tried to copy this. I can't find a clone. There's something about Shipyard. Um, I go and get it by the case because it's, mm-hmm. it's my second. It's funny. Pumpkin um, is my second favorite beer. Shipyard is my second favorite pumpkin. I would guarantee there's a lot of allspice in this. There's definitely, but but in what's different about Shipyard is it's got a hint of sweetness. And so one time I tried to do lactose mm-hmm. because okay. that's supposed yeah. to bring out the sweetness without, you know, and I couldn't, you know, that was the guess as well. Maybe they put a bunch of lactose in it. Well, I wonder, I don't know what the ABV on this is, but, it, but it's also very light color too. Yes, it's light. Yeah. You know what the ABV is on the Shipyard? Is it, is it really? I'll tell you right now. Last page. Uh, four, five, four and a half. Wow. Four and a half. So yeah, low, huh? Mm-hmm. But full of flavor. I mean, and and some people don't like that hint of sweetness. It's a little bit different than the other pumpkins, which are usually more full spice. Yeah. Um, and then I'm guessing when we taste pumpkin, it, you're saying allspice. That's the main... Also mainly allspice. Yeah, yeah, that's the spiciness. Yeah, and, 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 and you, can, you can mess with cinnamon and nutmeg. Yeah, and definitely some cinnamon to it. Yeah. And then, you know, if you want to put pumpkin... But again, pumpkin doesn't have a whole lot of flavor on its own. That's why pumpkin pies always have all that, yeah. all those spices in them. Yeah. Um, we set out, <clears throat> actually, last night... It was a perfect night for a fire pit, um, and so smoked a cigar, had a fire pit, uh, watched uh, OSU dominate over uh, Texas. Texas. That was very impressive because I think some people were going to call for Gundy's head if, if this season continued the way it it has been. But uh, I can't get a better coach than Gundy. I wish, I wish they could, but I can't. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Uh, but they just had a little bit of a rough start to their season. Anyway, and that's what I grabbed. I grabbed a pumpkin, uh, had my cigar, sat there at the fire. And, I mean, that's, to me, fall is, if I'm drinking a beer in the fall, it's my go-to. Yeah. 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 Now, did you hear what uh, Nothing's Left, that new brewery called their uh, fall vanilla pumpkin beer? Huh. They named it Basic Bitch. <laughs> Which is a brilliant name, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's it's funny. I, I love pumpkin ale, but I can't stand to drink like pu- pumpkin spice lattes. Like, no, I can't get them. No. Like, what's the difference though? Like, why does creaminess probably? Yeah, those lattes. But are there's real also creamy they have a lot more. It's a different spice almost. It tastes like. It's a lot of nutmeg on the top. Is that the coffee what it is? And the coffee probably brings some different notes to it, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, what? I don't do coffee at all. So. You don't do coffee at all. But I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, but this is real light, easy drinking. Super, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a good beer. What, uh, well, what was I going to say? If if somebody doesn't doesn't like a pumpkin latte... And I guess you've probably answered my question, but I was just going with that same thought. Like, so it's a nutmeg, 
and what else that they're going to taste in that that would be different than a pumpkin ale? Because the reason why I ask that question uh, is... No, you, you're, they're probably getting more, probably more vanilla, and, and the mouthfeel is going to be real creamy and sweet. And, and they'll probably sprinkle you know, either cinnamon or nutmeg on the top of it. So it's going to be a lot sweeter and creamier. So, I mean, it doesn't... <laughs> But I get a lot, a lot of people that say, because I'm a big proponent of pumpkin, I'm like, oh, goodness, like, oh, no, I hate pumpkin spice. Like, no, it's different. Like, it is different. Yeah, it is. And that's what I'm saying, kind of, what's the difference? Well, I mean, I would you argue. think it's the nutmeg, it's the spice? No, no, I would argue that the mouthfeel you get out of a beer, it's going to be crisper and cleaner. Okay. So, you're, so it's going to be, it's not going to sit on your palate as long as a, as a, as a coffee drink would, especially mm-hmm. when you get cream added to it. So, I mean, it's going to finish crisper, it's going to finish cleaner. You're going to get the same notes or, or flavors. But, but they're not going to just sit with you and, and weigh you down. Does that make sense? And it's not overpowering. Not overpowering. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, if you, I mean, if you do, I mean, and there'll be some Christmas and fall beers out that'll be real creamy. They, they, they have that possibility to do. But yeah, but like this, the, the shipyard pumpkin head's not going to. That's not going to be an issue. No. No. Like I said, my uh, my second favorite uh, pumpkin. <laughs> actually got to have my first, uh, my favorite pumpkin, and is, and is my favorite beer of all time, is the um, uh, the pumpkin, uh, what's called Harlot's Harvest from uh, Seattle, there's a brewery up there, um, and... Uh, Red Hook, or...? No, 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 it's um, Pike's Place. Oh, Pike's Place, okay. Yeah, and uh, I was up there, it's been a good five or six years, and uh, it was the first pumpkin I'd had, and it was almost sort of my entry into craft brewery, into the craft scene, and uh, we had some guests on, or that were going to come on, and they sent us, um, they, they're they from Seattle, so they sent us a big growler full of my beer, that yeah, was awesome, super great, and that's my number one, but this is my number two, so... <clears throat> Finish up. It's a it's a Dunkelweizen. It's called a dark. It's a dark wheat. And what's the difference? And is that the difference? <clears throat> Excuse me. Between a Dunkelweizen and a Hefeweizen. What's? It's, how do we know the difference? It's the it's the, uh, it's the, uh, the, the well the color of the beer ba- based off the type of uh, malts that are used. A Dunkelweizen will use darker wheat malts um, that, that have been killed longer in order to produce a different. Uh, uh, mouthfeel and body, as well as a, a little and a different sweetness. Now you're still using. <laughs> We're working hard over We're here, man. <laughs> what do you need? Something to make the pen stubborn. Unit D. Unit D. Um. So it's, yeah, so a dark wheat. I mean, it still uses the same wheats that it had advised them to use, uh-huh. but but your malt back is, is different. That's why. It, so say that again. The malt back is different. So you're using darker uh, wheat wheat malts uh, in order to produce the. I mean, obviously a wheat beer versus that. Right. Yeah. But a half of bison versus this, but you're still going to get some banana and clove because the, the right. Yeast is similar. Hmm. Wheat beer, bubblegum, no, it's not, it's not that bad. It's, it's less because it's the, less the because malt backs, yeah. the malt backs <clears throat> changing. Yeah, you know the, the, the yeast is not as pronounced, <clears throat> but you still get a lot of clove out of that, don't you? The dead armadillo. Oh. Is that the flavor I'm getting? Is clove? Clove. A little bit of licorice, maybe. Oh, I can't stand licorice. Harry, Harry, you open a tab. <laughs> 
Mm, Dunkel pies. <laughs> Uh, I would say that's probably my mind, least favorite of these. Sorry. But, um, I would say that's probably my least favorite of these things. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's definitely not as uh, well. Oktoberfest and then the pumpkin mm-hmm. head are both. And this Dunkelweizen is a year-round uh, style. In, uh, so in not Germany. just. It's not just in the fall. Okay. It's a year-round style. Uh, and, and the reason that a, a brewery like Denver won't do it, would do it because guess what they don't have to do? They don't have to wait the time for the lager. They don't have to wait. This you can push this around in two weeks versus six. Absolutely. Uh, so, so. But they only make it in the fall. They only make it in the fall. So, so is that um, is that something like you said in in Germany they're going to do it year round? Year round. Yeah. In the states, we'll, this would be an option for a brewery to do when uh, when they don't have time or the space to lager a beer. Okay. But they want to put something out that's that's, that's a full beer. Hmm? And so it, it, would that be a common thing? Like we'll yeah. do a lot of breweries do. Well, you, well, uh, to be honest, I don't think we see enough Dunkelweizen. I don't either. That's why I'm kind of yeah. asking. Like, why do people? Bronze's Connor, one of the traditional breweries, has a great Dunkelweizen. I, I think it's one of those, uh, those underutilized styles, like a like a uh, British brown ale, English brown ale. I love English brown ales. You just don't see them very much. I mean, there, there are several styles out there that they come and go in terms of you know what's, you know, what's in vogue at the time. Dunkelweizen's one. Brown ales are another one. Um, no, English, I'm glad you picked a Dunkel instead style, of a brown. English style IPA. Well, yeah, but I mean, but that's another thing. Then, what, what do you grow up with? Cream ales. You don't see very many cream ales. But, uh, there's not a lot of ESBs. No, ESBs, are, yeah, that's right. It's another one. Black Nates has a great ESB. But you and what's an ESB? Uh, English Special Bitter or Extra Special Bitter, yeah. Hmm. But, it's a, but it's a traditional pub-style beer that you drink in Britain all the time. And yeah, we don't get those soon. You don't get them here. Black Mesa had a really good one. A lot of Crystal Malt. Yeah, a lot of Crystal Sixty, Crystal Eighty. Cool. Interesting. Uh, uh, cheers to you. Uh, we had an IPA come on um, two weeks ago, and we looked at it, and I, I quizzed DJ, my co-host, and I said, hey, do you know why that this beer is kind of cloudy and you can't see through it? He didn't know, but I was like, well, if you would have listened to our IPA podcast where we're talking uh, with Mason, it's because it's a... Um, a New England style IPA, and I felt like I like actually knew something. I was like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that half the time. <laughs> so anyway, I've learned some stuff over our little Sunday beers with you, and uh, am always grateful for the time that you take. And I think uh, we've had some some listeners that will message in about you know that they're learning stuff too. So always appreciate the time, and I know locally. There's people that have come in and grabbed the beers that, uh, uh, you know, that, that we've, we've put on here. So definitely, if anybody is local in Oklahoma or Tulsa, uh, please come by uh, to Growler USA here in Jinx. They've got 105 taps, plenty of different beers that you can choose from, and a great staff to be able to help educate you and your palate. So we had, let's go back over these, we had the Raw and Sons Oktoberfest. I liked Shipyard Pumpkinhead, which is, like I said, my favorite of that pumpkin genre. And then the Deb, Dead Armadillo Dunkelweizen. Dark wheat, yeah. And that's a dark wheat. Mm. Well, that should be a good, yeah, cheers. cheers. That should be a good round out for anybody that's looking for a fall beer 
whether or not, like I said, you're sitting out on the back patio with a fire pit, you're watching a football game, you're um, just or out enjoying a, um, a, a fall day, sitting on a patio, drinking beer. Um, I had the opportunity last week to be in Colorado Springs, which I told you about. We were training the distributor there and went out to this place called Ivy Wild. Had a really great pumpkin ale and some pretzel, and it was like 75 degrees. Beautiful fall day in Colorado. I wouldn't have picked a better beer. Like, grab a little pumpkin and enjoy a fall day. Yeah. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> well, thanks again, Mason, uh, Thank for all your time. Yeah, cheers. Cheers.